Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. In our last episode, I began talking about X-Men Gambit, the Complete Collection, Volume 1. I laid out uh, general thoughts on X-Men and Gambit, and also what I thought were some major highlights that could be seen throughout the first seven issues. Blade the Vampire Slayer actually shows up as a guest star in this book, and it works. It's a surprising combination, but... Gambit and Blade just have a good enough rapport, but also contrast to make for an interesting book. I also note that the Blade issue tried to be very tasteful and bloodless, which I don't think would have happened if that crossover happened today. Also in this book, the Executioner shows up. Yes, he spells it with an X, the cutesy spelling for crazed villain who wants to uh, put down mutants, and in particular, Remy LeBeau Gambit. And as part of that, he kidnaps Rogue. Somehow, that seems like a kind of hard task. But he manages it, and I have mixed feelings about the issue, because on one hand, it does show Uh, Rogue and Gambit in action together. And there's uh, some uh, development regarding the relationship. And I think that it's always a fun part of this particular uh, character. But on the other hand, the executioner just goes on and on. You read through that issue and the pictures are practically blacked over with all of the executioner's Uh, lengthy uh, diatribes. And he's one of those villains that thinks he's profound, but really isn't. Now on to the final four issues in the book. Issues eight and nine are part of the Shattering event, in which Professor Xavier uh, dissolves the X-Men and orders everyone to leave the mansion because he suspects there's a traitor amongst them and a nefarious force at work. I'm not usually a fan of including crossover issues in a trade. I'd rather the crossovers uh, be in the trade for that, because oftentimes when you're reading those, it feels like you're reading part five or part seven of a story without a bunch of context. But I give credit to Marvel for two things. Number one, they provide uh, introductory uh, comments that make it clear what's going on. And most importantly, the issues here that tie into that event uh, don't feel like you're reading uh, a part of another book. As Remy is searching for Mr. Sinister to obtain a device that he can use to sniff out the traitor. While the book in which he actually uses the device, is uh, the crossover. This feels very much like a self-contained story, as Gambit first sets out looking for Sabretooth, and then 
after making a shocking discovery about him, uh, sets out for uh, Mr. Sinister. If all crossover issues read this well, I would not have a problem with them being in trades. Uh, Issue 10 finds Remy going to Germany in order to complete a mission that his stepdad didn't in stealing a diamond that promises great power. This was both interesting and a little bit frustrating. It was cool because we got to see a flashback that included Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Gambit decked out to the nines in a tuxedo, and a real sense of mythology and awe about this diamond. However, with all that set up, there's not much of a good conclusion, particularly for the present, although it promises that this will get resolved favorably sometime in the far future. Issue 11 finds Gambit meeting Daredevil as they're both dealing with a Krimble, with Gambit seeming to want to shield him while Daredevil needs to catch him because he's stolen an organ from a man who desperately needs it. This one is a little bit of a mystery and a really well-plotted story. It has some surprises I didn't quite see coming, and it's an enjoyable uh, one-off story. Though, of course, uh, featuring a scene with Fontenelle uh, messing around in somebody's dreams, because that's what you do in a Gambit book in uh, 1990s. Overall, I kind of liked the book. The art was not great, but it was okay. The early to mid-90s had some notoriously bad art, and it's nice to see a book where they've kind of gotten past that. Although there are some weird poses and looks for Gambits and some other characters. The stories in terms of the writing quality are a bit mixed. Villain quality was kind of problematic throughout, and there were a few too many pages that were dedicated to ideas and concepts that either were never resolved or took way too long to actually get any information on. Still, Gambit makes for a fun, wisecracking, and roguish hero who still has his own issues and troubles that he deals with. The book itself is probably okay for older kids to read or teenagers. There's some comic book violence and some innuendo, but it's nothing worse than you would see on network television today and actually more mild, particularly the violence part. Overall, I will give uh, Gambit the Complete Collection Volume 1 a rating of somewhat classy. Despite its problems, the book is fun enough to read, and if you like Gambit on the uh, X-Men animated series, I think you'll find this a particularly worthy read. Alright, well that's it for now. If you do have a comment, email it to classycomicsguy at gmail.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.